Hey everyone, welcome to the Restoring Rapport podcast. My name is Seth Hensley and this is a podcast about reclaiming the place of priority relationship is providentially intended to hold in your life. You know, we live in a world where community is far too often pushed to the back burner in favor of less important things, but the good news is that it doesn't have to stay this way. As believers, we have the choice to prioritize connection in our life every day and to live face to face with God and people. In this show, I'll be number one, sharing research which supports the importance of relationship, number two, giving you tools to help you improve your interpersonal connections, and number three, sharing writings that I have done in the past on the importance of community. It is my sincere hope that the content presented in this podcast equips you to better serve and love others. To access my past and future articles, subscribe to my YouTube channel, or purchase a copy of my books, visit homeschoolerponderings.blogspot.com. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 41 of the Restoring Rapport podcast. Super excited for the content we've got planned out for you guys today. As always, today I'm going to be reading and reviewing an article. It's actually a research article by the Pew Research Center. Um, And the article is called, Nearly Half of U.S. Adults Say Dating Has Gotten Harder for Most People in the Last 10 Years. Um, But before I go ahead and get into that article... Um, I just wanted to give you a couple quick updates. This summer, actually, in just a couple weeks, we are going to be doing our first ever merch drop, but it's not the kind of merch drop that you think. So how this is going to work is I have ordered some merch. I'm not going to tell you what it is, uh, but it's uh, well, that's there's more information to follow there. Um, it's on the way. That merch will be available to subscribers of the show. Okay, so I'm going to be giving away... Uh, merch to people who are willing to subscribe for extra content. I'll let you more know, let you know more details about that in the future. But for now, um, I just wanted to give you that heads up that there is merch coming for those of you who want it. Um, now let's go ahead and get back to our so- topic of today. I, a lot of the episodes that I do on dating tend to get the most views, um, not views, sorry, the most listens on podcast platforms. So, Based on how you guys are consuming them, I'm assuming that's a topic that you guys like to hear about um, in the world of relationship, uh, marriage, and family. So I'm going to read you guys kind of the uh, kind of an overview of the dating landscape of today. Um, a lot of people believe that it's harder uh, to to date today than it is in the past. Um, some people, a few people, believe that it's easier today due to technology or whatever they might say for that. But I would fall personally. My personal opinion would be it falls on the harder side. I think it's a lot harder to date. Um, today than it has been in past years for a number of reasons. Some reasons I don't even understand myself. I'm just, I just think it's harder and I don't have a diagnosis. I don't understand why it's harder. Um, I have a few ideas, but this article I'm hoping will actually kind of point out some of the reasons why, uh, by showing us some of the statistics behind how many people think it's actually harder to date versus how many people don't. So without further ado, I'm just going to go ahead and get into the reading. As more Americans turn to online dating and the hashtag MeToo movement movement leaves its imprint on the dating scene, nearly half of U.S. adults and a majority of women say that dating has become harder in the last 10 years. Among those who are on the dating market, the 15% of American adults who are single and looking for a committed relationship or casual dates, most say that they are dissatisfied with their dating lives and that it has been difficult to find people to date, according to the to a Pew Research Center survey conducted on October 2019. So this article is was done in 2019 using research from, or uh, sounds like a survey from 2019 that was conducted. 
And they actually have a graphic kind of demonstrating their point. It says most daters say that their dating lives aren't going well and it's difficult to find people to date. 67% said not too, um, not too well or not well at all. And then, uh, only 33% said that it was going fairly well. Um, and then those were the percentage of daters overall saying that they're, saying how things um, were going in their dating life. And the percentage of daters saying, of people in the dating market saying that they have found um, it difficult to date, that 75% of them are saying it's somewhat difficult. 25% are saying it's somewhat easy. While single and looking men and women report equal levels of dissatisfaction with their dating lives and the ease of finding people to date, women are more likely to say that they have had particularly negative experiences. Most women who are currently single and looking to date, 65% say that they have at least had at least one, say that they have experienced at least one of six harassing behaviors asked about in the survey from someone they were dating or had been on a date with, such as being touched in a way that made them feel uncomfortable or rumors being spread about their sexual history, which is just absolutely sad if you ask me. I don't even think those things should be... I mean, obviously, you nobody wants those to be a danger. It's sad to me that that, that is a danger. Um, it sounds like, you know, a lot of times, I think what this article is going to say is that guys complain of um, having, uh, basically it's hard to actually, um, engage with someone like women are more closed off than they once have been. But when you read things like that, I mean, 65% of women saying that they have, um, experienced at least one of six harassing behaviors, um, that were mentioned in this survey that you can see why they're skeptical about a man approaching them. Um, so it just kind of helps you pity both sides there knowing that, uh, moving on with the article. This compares with 50% of men who are single and looking. The pattern holds when looking at all women and all men, whether they are currently on the dating market or not. <clears throat> women are also more likely to see risk, both physical and emotional, when it comes to dating. When those who say dating has become harder for most people in the past 10 years are asked how to asked to describe their own in their own words why they think it, this is the case, women are twice as likely as men to cite increased risk. For their part, men are more likely than women to say technology is a reason dating has gotten harder. Over 47% of Americans say dating is now harder than it was 10 years ago, while 19% say it's easier and 33% say it's the absolute same, or it's about the same. Singles who are looking for a relationship are generally open to dating people with many different traits from a variety of backgrounds. For example, large majorities say that they would consider a relationship with someone of a different re religion or a different race or ethnicity than them. Most also say that they would seriously date someone who makes significantly more, more or less money than them. When it comes to being in a relationship with someone who lives far away, w when it comes to being in a relationship with someone who lives far away, has a significant amount of debt or or who voted for Donald Trump. However, many of those who are looking for a relationship would hesitate. My goodness. So that's saying that basically right here, um, living far away, voting for Donald Trump, or making a significant or having a significant amount of debt, those are the main um, deterrents of dating today is that you, if you voted for Donald Trump, if you have a lot of debt, or if you live far away, that is absolutely hysterical to me, uh, particularly the Donald Trump one <laughs> that, that, it, that based on how you voted in that election, that would determine your, um, dating prospects. That's hysterical to me that that is one of the top, top deal breakers for people. Um, 
I don't know why. That's just super funny to me. I, that's one of the last things I would have guessed. Honestly, I know people were super passionate about that election on either side, but um, it's just shocking to me that that would still be having, um, you know, impacts today. Hi, guys. I want to take a quick break and tell you about an opportunity that you guys have as listeners to become subscribers of this podcast. Now, in order to become a sub, all you have to do is follow the subscribe link in the show notes found in the description of each episode. And when you subscribe, you'll get access to exclusive material, including additional interviews, all of my spoken word poetry pieces, all of my dramatized allegorical short stories, and even more of my article readings, okay? So lots of content will be available to you that won't be available to anyone else. Subscribing to the show only costs $5 a month, which is less than most people spend on their lunch at work every day, okay? So you won't even notice it disappearing from your bank account. If you enjoy listening to the show and you're looking for an opportunity to financially support the content you care about, this is your chance, okay? Follow the link in the show notes to become a sub. Thank you so much for choosing this show to listen listen to. And now, without further ado, let's get back to the episode. The National Nationally Representative Survey of 4,860 U.S. adults was conducted online on October 16th through 2018, 2019, before the coronavirus took uh, place. Okay, that's uh, just an important footnote they inserted there into the article, just to let you know this is all pre-COVID statistics. Which I would imagine all the COVID uh, happenings only made the dating landscape more difficult um, because it, it made actually meeting people harder uh, and it forced everybody into kind of online interaction for, you know, a year or over a year. Um, most Americans say it's harder for men to know how to behave on dates in the era of the hashtag Me Too movement. Uh, I have definitely felt that as, as a male. Let's see what they say say here. A majority of the overall public, 65%, says that the increased focus on sexual harassment and assault in the last few years has made it harder for men to know how to interact with women they're on a date with. About a quarter, 24%, say it hasn't made much difference, and 9% say it has become easier for men to know how to behave. Uh, Fewer people think this focus on harassment and assault has made it harder for women to know how to interact with somebody they're on a date with, while with 43% of those people say that, while 38% say that it hasn't made much difference for women. Men, especially older men and Republicans, are more, and Republicans are more likely than women and Democrats to say it's harder for men to know how to act when dating in the era of the hashtag MeToo movement. Through major, the majorities across the board express this view. For example, 75% of men ages 50 and older say that it is now harder for men to know how to behave on dates compared with 63% of men younger than 50, 58% of women younger than 50, and 63% of women 50 and older. Uh, Skipping down a few paragraphs, uh, there's a heading that really stands out to me. Single women and men give different reasons for difficulty finding people to date. Um, I'm definitely going to read this section here. Let's see. Daters who had difficulty finding people to date in the past year were asked about some of the possible reasons that might be the case. Among these daters, the most common explanations include the challenge of finding someone who is looking for the same type of relationship. 53% say this is a major reason. Difficulty in approaching people. 46%. And trouble finding someone who meets their expectations. Also 43%, or 43%, not 46%. There are large differences by gender on this topic. Single and looking women are far more likely than single and looking men to say that trouble finding someone who is looking for the same kind of relationship or who meets their expectations are major reasons they've had difficulty. In turn, 
men are much more likely than women to say that difficulty approaching people is a major reason. The next heading I actually find really uh, interesting too, it says roughly one in 10 partnered adults met their partner online, but this is far more common among some groups. And just looking at the chart that they're providing here, um, the, the vast majority of partners as of 2019 were meeting their partners uh, through friends and family, um, connections through friends and family, uh, other options being online, through work, or through school. Um, the next highest category would probably be just looking at the numbers through work or school. It's kind of close. Younger people ages 18 to 29 more likely meet through work, whereas the rest are more likely to meet um the rest of the ages are more likely to meet their partner through work. But still, I find it super interesting that uh, your family and your friends are your number one connection statistically to meeting your your partner, according to this this survey, which um, I kind of trust the Pew Research Center. I, they seem to do really uh, careful work whenever they're doing these surveys and connecting these uh, re research projects. So I would I would not be um I wouldn't hesitate to believe these numbers that I'm seeing up here. But let me go ahead and read the actual uh, paragraph to you guys. <clears throat> a plurality of those who are married, living with a partner, or in a committed romantic relationship say that they first met their spouse or partner through friends or family, 32%. Smaller shares say that they met through work, 18%, or school, 17%, and still fewer met their partner online, 12%. So online is still actually the smallest medium through which uh, spouses... Um, you, most people meet their spouse, which is shocking to me. I know that's becoming a more predominant uh, way of meeting people, especially with all the online dating um, uh, services that are becoming available, popping up all over the place. Uh, people are meeting, you know, through th social media, that kind of thing. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, how that goes in the next several years. We've had that for a long time, though. So uh, it is still fascinating to me that still most people meet their spouse through their friends or their family. I think that's good to remember to preserve those friends, friendships and family connections, uh, because that's where you'll, you're more than likely to meet your partner. <clears throat> While relatively small shares of partnered adults first met their partner online, some groups are more likely to have done so. Um, and then he's going to go on about the groups that are more likely to do so. Um, skipping on down, half of single adults and a majority of single women are not on the dating market. This is a super, super important point that I want to get to. Um, just looking at the chart right off the bat here, the numbers that we're seeing are just amazing to me. Um, th this is the percentage of adults, legal adults, saying that they are um, currently either not interested in dating or, or um, looking for casual dates only, looking for a long-term uh, relationship, or looking for either. These are the percentages for that. 50% of adults in this country as of 2019 say they are not looking for a committed relationship or casual dates. In other words, 50% of the adults, the legal adults over 18 in this country are saying, I'm really not interested in that. I'm not interested in romance. I'm not interested in marriage. I'm not interested in anything long-term. I'm not even interested in anything casual when it comes to romantic relationships. 50% are saying that. That's outright, um, I would say, hugely harmful, shocking to me. Uh, and again, I would point that back to a huge number of things. Uh, they've seen poor romantic relationships modeled for them. They've seen uh, uh, relationships disintegrate and people be left in a broken mess for the rest of their life. Uh, they've seen divorce rates. They've seen um, they've perhaps had nasty breakups on either end where they were the cause of it or they were the recipient. Um, 
And because of these things, they're not um, pursuing restoration. They're not pursuing hope. They're not going after what I would say matters a tremendous amount. Uh, like your romantic relationships are a huge uh, part of your life in, in that um, that's the person you're going to spend the rest of your life with. I mean, it's that's how, how you're set up to live. So it's just super sad to me to see people that 50% of this country's adults, ages 18 and older, are not looking. 10% say they are looking for casual dates only. 14% say they are looking for a committed relationship only. And <clears throat> and 26 say they are looking for either. I would fall in the 14% category there, looking for a committed relationship only. Obviously, that's my... Um, ideal. I'm looking to get married. I'm not looking to play around and have fun, which I would say <clears throat> is the healthiest option there. Looking for casual dates only, that's more like looking for, um, you know, a summer fling, having fun, hookups, that kind of thing. Um, whereas looking for either uh, is just as bad as looking for the, uh, the casual dates. Um, because if you're open to that, that's really got all the negative effects of a lack of commitment there. You're not looking to pursue something serious. You're looking to fulfill a temporary need that you're having through another person. Um, whereas those who are looking for a committed relationship, again, I would say that's the best place to be. You need to be striving for that if you're a young adult. Um, those people are actually looking to develop something lasting, lifelong with another person. So let's go ahead and read the article, what they say after, uh, in this paragraph. Fully half of single adults say they are, say, fully half of single adults say they are not currently looking for a relationship or dates. Among those who are on the dating market, about half are open to either committed relationship or casual dates. Single men are far more likely than single women to be looking for a relationship or dates. Sixty-one percent versus thirty-eight percent, guys. This gender gap is especially apparent among older singles. Among, wow, wow, 61% versus 38%. So single men are more likely than single women to be looking for a relationship, a relationship or dates. Um, 61 versus 38. I mean, that number right there to me just goes to show you how much uh, men are wired to need uh, a romance um, and to, re to rely on a female partner. I mean, we are not, I, there's some serious... That right there to me reflects the fact that men know we are not set up to live healthy lives by ourselves. Um, we face problems that we wouldn't face uh, otherwise if we were married or with a, a ha having somebody in a romantic relationship to connect to. Um, and that w because we know that about ourselves, we are uh, striving to um, search. We're searching for... Uh, romantic relationship or dates, 61% of them versus 38% of women who, um, of the, of the interested half of adults in this country, 38% of them are women. Um, wow. No, it says here, single men are far more likely than single women to be looking for a relationship or dates. 61% more likely versus 38% more likely. This is a gender gap that is especially apparent among older singles. Wow. Um, yeah, I would I would say that reflects the fact that I think uh, men need women more than women need men. They uh, they we both do need each other, but I think the consequences are more devastating for men who try and go it alone than for women who try and go it alone. <clears throat> Moving on with the article, um, among singles who are not looking to date, having more important priorities right now, and just enjoying the single life are among the most common reasons cited. Wow, I have so much, such a problem with that. Non-daters younger than fifty are practically likely to say they have more important priorities at the moment. Wow, again, that's just amazing to me that the, that 50% of adults ages 18 and older are saying that there's a higher priority that they're just interested in pursuing than 
a lifetime relationship with the opposite sex. That's absolutely sad to me. Um, I mean, marriage used to be something that was uh, kind of like, uh, that's how you spent your life. That was a life goal. That was a life pursuit, something you worked for since you were little, something you um, prepared for, something you looked forward to. And to me, to see that number that 50% are not even interested and the reason they're giving for not being interested is that they have more important things to do, um, that's hugely sad to me. Firstly, because it just, I think that reflects a huge mis- a degree of misplaced priorities, us valuing, you know, uh, the single life, our individual success, um, just these hobbies that we have, developing ourselves as individuals, all these things people give um, as excuses uh, I, I just don't see how that, where's the value in that where, as opposed to when you could be giving your life to serve another person for 80 years. I don't understand the, the, um, and again, I know there are people who are gifted with singleness and they are capable of living their entire life with no negative consequence, um, by remaining unmarried, but I'm talking to the majority of people who can't do that. And let's, let's face it, 50% of the adults in the United States, uh, saying that they are, um, <laughs> not on the market, not looking for that right now. I mean, those people do not have the gift of singleness. Those are people who are just saying they're uninterested. Either they are uninterested or they're refusing to pursue that. Um, And that's just so sad to me um, because I think people are missing out on just much better lives in general. Um, But that's the end of this article. I really enjoyed uh, looking through these numbers. I think it was very eye-opening, particularly because just, I mean... The, the just the blinding um the g- gender uh gender distinctions first of all that we we learned kind of that um, men above are especially in the older ages more lo- likely to be looking for a relationship uh, than women um, which i find interesting i also found it interesting that um 50 are not looking that that was another thing that stood out to me in this article Obviously, I've read stuff that, like that to you guys before um, in regards to marriage, though. this Now we're just talking about dating. We're, we're just talking about dating. And, you know, something that stands out to me again is uh, just based on who I've seen say these type of things, say I'm not really looking for something right now. Um, I really wonder if a lot of those people are, but because they have, but what I wonder if what they mean by that is I have yet to see a person who... Um, is the perfect individual for me and because of that I'm uninterested I really do wonder that I wonder how many of those people would be interested um, if they 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 found somebody who uh, was the perfect if it, the perfect who matched the exact perfect image of what they felt their husband or wife would be in the future um, I wonder how many of those would actually say oh I'm interested now because I found somebody um, because you know if 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 everybody has people there that they that are awesome individuals who they're attracted to and they're still saying they're not interested that would be even more devastatingly sad to me but if well, what if what if they're responding this way because they just haven't found what they're looking for yet which would be um sad in a different way sad in, a, in the way of um they're unable to they haven't made enough connections there haven't been people co- that come into their life that they um that filled that gap for them i don't know though that's just a thought that again that's not that's not that's not shouldn't be reflected in any of these numbers that's just me projecting a possible theory as to why there are 50 percent of the adults in this country saying they're uninterested um but there could be other reasons as well let me know what you guys think is the reason for that let me know why you guys think that there are um so many 
U.S. adults saying that um, dating is just not something on their radar. They're not looking to do that. Um, wow, that's just shocking to me. Again, reach out. Let me know what you guys think is the cause of that. I've written about it in many other places as well. If you're interested in that, you can check out my website, uh, homeschoolerponderings.blogspot.com. I've done a lot of writing about it in the past. Also, check out my books. Um, Deep in the Dance of Dependence, Prioritizing Relationship Amidst Gen Z Individualism. You can get that on Amazon. Um, I've talked about this issue a little bit in there, but I'm coming out with more books in the future that will discuss it in more detail. So without further ado, thank you guys so much for listening to this article or this article reading. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. I will include the link to this article in the show notes if you guys would like to check it out for yourselves. Um, thank you so much for listening. Remember to follow us on social media. We post their uh, quotes regularly pertaining to marriage and family therapy. Thank you guys so much for listening and we will talk to you next time.